The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. On the most MacGyvered of uh, MacGyvering. Um, no, we're not the most MacGyvered. Yeah. The most MacGyvered is when we used to bring in the big speakers. That's true. We had the, it was a, a self-contained unit. It was. Remember that? It was like four foot by five foot. We took two of us to carry it in. That was from 98.3 when we did it with the, with the WOW, you know, which is now, I'm not sure which one of our, our sister stations that is. but We were on the FM then, too? Yeah, we were on the FM, yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're, we're currently only on 1,700. Yeah, the FM is right, down Jacob? for just a little while, you know, but that's all right. Um, yeah, only 1,700. So, so to let everybody know, the folks here at GMIG tonight, they can hear us probably as well as they've been able to hear us all year here in the Hawkeye Hubble. However, we can't hear each other, and we can't hear the station. So we are, we are taking cues over Microsoft Teams. So I'll, uh, before we get into this, I will, uh, I will go back. 1996, me and Joel Dorman go to... Hoover High School to do a high school basketball game. That was when they had uh, the Newman kid, who's probably 40 now. Remember Newman? Um, anyway, Andy. Went, went to Drake, I think, after that. Ryan. Uh, he was Ryan Newman. I, so all they had back then at the old Jockaroonie for us to use, it was literally a, you know, a rotary phone on a piece of wood, and we ran a phone line down the hallway. And we literally had synchronized watches, and at 7 o'clock, Dorman and I started talking. And when we wanted to go to commercial, we had to hope that Kenny T just was listening enough to go to commercial. And we timed our 60-second timeout and then went back. Never knew whether anything worked at all or not, but somehow... It should be noted I was listening that night, and it was all wrong. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) So, this is not not anything like this. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle. We used to have a run folk. Run a phone cord at, yeah. at all the places. We did. We ran a phone cord at the old Legends, right? Uh, the original uh, Legends? Well, they, the Legends on 50th? Those at are the front boards. row? Just today, everything is over the internet and uh, over cells, and when those are not available, we're just doing what we can. So we're pumping some of my equipment into my cell phone, and the station's picking it up, which is great. We're having a good time with that. So uh, big, big couple of weeks coming up for the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. Uh, they got the win on sa- Sunday. On Sunday, uh, after trailing at halftime by four, struggling in the first half, uh, giving up uh, five points in the last 1.4 seconds of the first half. Uh, which, by the way, the bucket that went in ended up earning me money because you know got Minnesota for their 12 and a half or 12. There you go. Um, and smart. Uh, yeah, so that wasn't so bad. And uh, but Iowa came back in that second half, really turned up the defensive pressure, and. It, and to some extent, aside from just shooting the ball better, I thought they gave better effort uh, on both ends of the court. I don't understand how that works exactly, but but they did, and they really uh, ran away from ran away from Minnesota, who is an undermanned team when you come to, down to it. They're not very good. Well, yeah, they clearly are struggling right now, and I think they've lost what eight in a row or something like that. Here's the interesting thing, though, about the Hawks that that I noted is Joe Tassant did not play. Hardly at all. Not much at all. Nope. Um, Didn't start, so that there was a new starting lineup. Jordan Bohanna was at the point, which Bruce has been asking for for some time. Uh, 
had, and he hit a couple three-pointers, and he was more active. So maybe that's the way We had both Murray boys in there. And uh, Perkins, start, Tony uh, Perkins, Perkins started at the two, and then you went with the rest of your regular Patrick. lineup. Right. As I'm soon sorry. as Rabacha went out with his second foul, you started seeing the Murray twins in there together. There you go. I, must have, I must have missed the first two. five minutes. I think I did yeah. miss the first five minutes or so of that game. So, yeah. um, But it, at the end of the day, Jordan is clearly more comfortable at the one. And but, I think the offense is more conducive. He doesn't have to try and beat people off the dribble. Uh, when he's doing that. And how many times have we seen Jotusan dribble the air out of the basketball, looking, waiting, hoping for someone to move? Uh-oh. Are we, are we, are we down? No. Okay. I'm saying I have too much echo. Oh, good. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> echo. I'll talk like this. Many mota. Mota. We'll turn down a little bit here. So, um, no, I, I think you're right. We've seen it. In here. I sit too close to the speaker. Here's what, here's, well, that might be it. So here's the, I, w- I saw out of Jordan the other day, and I agree. I, was he red hot? No. Did he find shots that were more comfortable for him? Yes. I thought he found shots that, that made Which one is my? You're right here. You like that? So if I. Nobody can hear you. All right. And then I can talk like that. There you go. So. Mota. Well, Mota. You got to make sure people over the air can hear you, though. Mota. All right. So clearly more more comfortable, and and honestly, when they did bring then Aaron Eulis in, who has been playing really really well, got to develop a little bit more of that mid range jumper because he can hit the free throws, and actually made a three, a big three the other day. But the confidence in that kid right now, I'm starting to like because obviously defensively. Fran and in this case Billy Taylor, who you know was coaching for Fran because Fran had the COVID. They like him defensively. I think they think that Ulysses is, is a better defensive option than Joe Toussaint. Even though Joe has a certain speed that that looks flashy, at some point in time, Aaron Ulysses is probably a better defender. Well, he's bigger. They're playing. It. He's, you're right. He is he's tall. bigger. He's longer. I'm not saying he's any quicker than Joe, but he's he has some physical attributes that Joe Toussaint doesn't have. Um, and I don't know. I don't think you're losing anything offensively uh, by having you listen. Uh, I, I, I think Joe has that. I can dribble from one end of the court in two and a half seconds and get a bucket that nobody's looking for. That, that you know, sort of a sneaky bucket. Other than that, maybe he's developed a, a he developed a mid-range jump shot to start the year that I thought was going to be very valuable and right. it's gone away. Right, Tucson. Well, he hit the so, winner at Virginia. Right. Which, right. by the way, that little win over Duke. Looks that really help really helps the Hawks. Well, a, a little bit. It moves them up into the 80s in the net, and we're getting closer to a quad one if they win a few more. They're 15 and nine. They may still make the tournament. It'd be nice to see the Hawks have another win against the field. And by the way, the Hawks number 22 in the net this week uh, at they're, 15 and they're like five and six. 21 on Ken Palm. So Ken Palm takes in a couple of other. Uh, uh, adjustments, right? But yeah, they're, they're right. The net you know, has the number one hardest. Out of conference schedule in the country, Prairie View A and M, and all the transfers that they brought in. Right? Well, no, it makes sense though because they take all those. Well, they take every game they can. Every game you can, it's all on the road, mm-hmm. and it's all against. Just give me the payday. It probably funds the entire athletic department. Those ten or twelve. Probably 12, maybe 15 non-conference basketball games. Well, what you have to, I'd be interested to go back and take a look. Um, 
what you have to wonder about a little bit is if I was at number 22 and in their 15 and seven and Virginia's at number 88 and Virginia is 15 and nine, ACC, Big Ten, similar in terms of, uh, well, maybe Big Ten, a few more higher-rated uh, teams. But I'm just trying to figure out where the, the the toughness of the Iowa schedule really was. Losing to Iowa State, a good thing, apparently, right? Uh, Iowa State is 28 and yeah. Right. So I, I, I just, I, I just am not sure exactly how that works. All I'm saying is it's great that Iowa sits at number 22 because that gets them firmly in the discussion right now, regardless of what's going on, uh, you know, with their record. Now, 15 and 7. But they, they, they must continue to win games. Which is why I said this is a huge, a huge week upcoming. Because you have Maryland, who is currently 3 and 9, a team who easily could beat you. You've lost the last two games on the road to teams that you should have beaten. But Maryland, a team you've already beaten, and they're only 3 and 9. You've got them on the road Thursday night. Then you get Nebraska on Sunday. Nebraska clearly bad, right? Oh, Nebraska is just horrible. awful. And then uh, you turn around. I think Michigan State comes to town next weekend, which is fine. And you get Nebraska and Northwestern again, right? So th- these are games where, or it's Michigan that comes into town. These are games where um, Iowa has an opportunity to win, pile up a couple of wins, and slide in one or two that are going to be in the higher quad. So I heard a rumor, clearly just a rumor at this point, that they were considering moving the Michigan game from Thursday to Tuesday in Iowa City so they could fit the Ohio State game in, like, on the 17th. Uh, it's feasible. I mean, there's there's only so many spots left there. I know they're already trying to figure this out. Because you know what's odd? So Iowa didn't play the last. Guys with six fingers on their on one hand. And the Iowa, the Hawks did not play on the weekend, last weekend in January. And then the last two weekends... In February, the only game they have on the weekend is a Friday night game at Nebraska. No Saturday, no Sunday. I mean, you talk about getting the short end of the stick on the schedule. No question the Hawks did on, in right, this deal. Right. I mean, no Saturday games for, uh, on three of the last six uh, uh, weekends? That doesn't make any sense. No. I, I was pleased to see that, the, that I was really happy that there was a Sunday game the other day. The crowd was there. Um, uh, Andrew said they were into it when they could get into it. I think you heard him in the second half. People really want to, to, to support this team. I mean, let's face it. They're 15 and 7. I really thought 15 was their ceiling. I really did. Now, granted, Keegan Murray's an All-American. We didn't know that was going to happen. We knew he'd be good, but we didn't know that was going to happen. But you're also seeing them. They won some games. They're in a conference we weren't sure about. And they're, being, they're more steady right now, but they're sitting right there. If you go through and you say, how many more wins do they need? Six. You think six? Yes. I think they need five. I think 20 wins gets them there. Well, let's put it this way. I think they need six, and I think they need one in the Big Ten tournament, so I'm going to say seven. All right. I was going going five because five and five left, right? I think that's right. Five and five. And – one in the Big Ten tournament would, would lock it in. I mean, but I don't think they I don't think they need that. I really don't because their net is so high. At at Michigan State, obviously going to be underdog, probably seven eight points. Yeah, maybe we're at home against Michigan State. At Michigan, we have Michigan at home and so at you, Michigan. Yes. We have to win some of these games on the road. We have to beat Maryland. We have to beat at Michigan. We obviously have to beat at Nebraska and win those yes. win those three games. 
you're going to beat Nebraska at home. Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern's tough. If you have it at home, I think you got a much better chance. Uh, unless, of course, you're Michigan State, who's already blown a game against them at home. Um, total overlooked situation. And then, of course, we finish up at Illinois, which is going to be tough. There's a combination. There's a lot of combinations out there. Uh, this team, uh, Keegan Murray, you know, another 24 points the other day. Uh, played really well. Pat, uh, Pat McCaffrey actually had, I thought, one of his best games overall. They were the same play twice in a row for him. He got the same layup. Yep. Did you notice that in the second half? Yeah. Why not? Right? Well, that works. Let's, Let's try it again. Let's try it again. <laughs> um, and, and I think, you know, I, I think the rotation the other day, they got into one right at the end of the half that made no sense at all, right? Yeah. But, but other than that, the rotations the other day, whether you want to do it this way or not, and I understand, particularly when Connor comes back, but the rotations the other day were just better. They, they, they gave you different combinations of speed and substance and size, and this is an undersized team, and when you were, when you were throwing that around out there, the other team had to figure out what to do. You know what's weird is when you put Perkins on the two and Bohannon on the one, it's a much more bigger physical dude guarding the other team's two. And Perkins did nothing offensively except for miss a couple layups, but you're right. I thought he played good defense, and he, he's a rebounder, and he, you're right. It's a much different he's deal. He's a at mediocre the rebounder, if you ask me. Well, he's a much better. He's, we don't get Tom Kicker tonight, so I'm, in our second segment, I want to ask this question that I noted was, was posed on Tom's message board, and that is what exactly should an Iowa fan's expectation be of the basketball team? I mean, believe me, there, there's a lot of people when you talk football, they're, they're like, okay, well, we we're that in the discussion about where Iowa actually sits in terms of like the Big Ten higher. No, 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 that was that was a, a different conversation. Talk to me, Jacob. Point at me. Let, let us know. Two minutes. Two All minutes. right. All right. Uh, and, and the conversation, honestly, is with Dr. Tom. We, our expectation was clearly we were going to get the tournament. We were going to win the first game. If we didn't get hosed in the 8-9 game or 7-10 game, we were... Second round. Second round. And that was then we were out. But we got to the Elite Eight. We got the Sweet 16 mm-hmm. a couple times. 121. Well, we got the Sweet 16 in his first two years and then not again until his last year. Okay. That's three times. And Right. So, I mean... Okay. Well, how many times were you stuck in that 8-9 game? That's the point. Real, yeah. But my question is this. Duke three times. With, with Fran, we haven't, we haven't, we've only won in the first round twice? Three times. Twice. Three times. We beat? Three, oh, last year. Yeah. Last year, beat, was it Air, Temple? Air, uh, Woodbury? Temple. We beat uh, uh, Cincinnati? No, Dayton. Oh, no, we've been four. Four. Because we got uh, Aaron, Aaron White and those guys won won that game uh, won that game, so there was Temple, there was the one there was one with Aaron White and Gazelle and those boys. I was on a, on a cruise at, at that point in time. We lost to Gonzaga in the second round, Cincinnati, and then this uh, and then this last year. So he's been there four times. We lost, and then we lost to Oregon, lost to Tennessee in double or in overtime. Yeah, Gonzaga. We had some tough Good, second round. Gonzaga. Well, we can talk about that. I think it's an, it's an interesting question. What is the expectation? I mean, are, uh, are we at the ceiling or, or, and, or whatever? That's, an, that's not a place I think that any of us really want to be. And when we come back, we're going to want to talk uh, a little bit about our friend uh, Mac McCausland oh, who yeah. passed away. 
yesterday, uh, big friend of the show. And uh, we'll reflect on that a little bit. I think, Jacob, are we ready to go? We're going to go to the commercial. 20. 20 seconds. We're going to head to a commercial here. This 20 seconds is brought to you by Hair Club for Men. They've been doing things for Brett for years. Not a single thing. Not one thing for him. For him. <laughs> get anything done. It we'll is be back working. On the Hawkeye Hub on 1700. The champ. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hello, 1700 the champ. Red Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. We're at G Mix. Marceau has nothing on us. No. We're, can I do the fake box thing? I don't, I don't know. Either way, uh, come on, join us uh, down here at Smash Burger Night. We got our, uh, our sponsors, uh, Angela Lancaster in the house, Brian Howe, Key Mortgage, a little bit of uh, Remax. Concepts sitting right here, and appreciate them coming in. They, they, they visit from time to time. Brian. Anyway, so Brian's sitting right over here, so uh, come on out and join. Say hi to them, and thank them for sponsoring the show, because that's the only way you get to hear us each and every week, right? Somebody has to pay for this. Certainly can't be you and me. Good right? lord! We, we, <laughs> well, we did, this show would have been years ago. We did it one year, remember? Oh my god! That one yeah. year we lost we, money. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was. That was this is a break-even proposition. It's, <laughs> that's, that's about right. It's an excuse for us to come at GMIGS and talk about the Hawks. Hey, speak, before we get to your question about expectations, did you watch the women's game after the men's game? So, so Iowa women get their victory no. on Thursday night against Wisconsin easily, 84-50, to 50, I believe it was. Something. Then they go to number 5 Michigan on Sunday. All I saw they're was a down, highlight. They're down two starters. So seven bench seven, players, seven seven players down two starters. They lose it 98 to 90. They got down 25. But the fourth period, <laughs> Caitlin Clark decided to take over. She, she went Larry Bird. 23 points in nine minutes. And I'm she not went kidding. Steph Curry. There you go. Yeah. When I more, 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 hitting from more current the, reference. <laughs> she wasn't just hitting from the logo. She was shooting from the logo. So she would come over half court. It happened twice. She came over half court, three steps over half court, and... Pulled up and nailed the jumper twice. Deep from the is, right, These are not like I'm running around and I've got nothing better to do and I can't get it done. This was literally a shot that so went Tom in. Tom wants to join us. I don't think we can hear him. We're not going to be able to hear him. We're not going to be able to hear him, unfortunately. Um, um, there's not going to be a, The only way you could do that is if we held a microphone up to that. No, that ain't working. No, well, we, he would. I'd have to. I'd have to put that. Yeah, we wouldn't do it. Yeah, you got to decline. Didn't you talk about? It? You texted him. I'm him sorry, I probably forgot. Um. Anyway, it was an incredible performance. Caitlin Clark with 46 points the other day uh, on a national television stage against Michigan. Clearly, she's the best player in college basketball. And when I say that, I'm talking men as well in terms of overall dominance in the sport they couldn't they tried to triple team her after that and she weaved her way in and still got a couple three-pointers she brought them back to within five after being down 25 <laughs> and they darn near found a way to pull it out right now granted in michigan's good michigan's, michigan's really number good. five for a reason michigan's real good absolutely um Michigan is absolutely real good. It, it was a pleasure to watch, and they were getting beat, and it was a pleasure to watch because she was dynamic and electric. And it was funny because the announcers were trying really hard to pump up Michigan because they've got a couple of really good players. Right. You're a good young freshman, but they just couldn't stop talking about, you know, Caitlin Clark at this point, right? 
it was just impossible for them to get off of what she was doing to Michigan with four people hanging on her, right? It was amazing. If you haven't uh, gotten a chance to watch, please do. I would say this. The Ohio State game uh, last week that they lost at home was apparently the largest uh, the largest television audience for a women's basketball game in the history of the Big Ten Network. The Ohio State game that rolled off of our Penn State game. Oh, right, right. That was a, that ended uh, right. that with Ohio State right. falling. Right. Um, people dialed in after watching Iowa-Penn State. Plenty of people out there watching wanted to see what was going on and saw this gal tearing it up, watching great offensive basketball, and it was actually really fun to watch. They're sitting, by the way, at uh, 15 and 6 and 9 and 3, still in good position in the Big Ten. They have Minnesota this week, Wednesday, and they've already beaten them by 50 on the road. That one's not going to be uh, much. So the Hawk women have only lost three uh, games? In the Big Ten. They're 9 and 3 in the Big Ten. Then they have Maryland after that, um, and we'll see where they go from there. But uh, they're in good position. Big Ten is Indiana, Michigan, Iowa, and I think Michigan State. Maryland? Maryland's pretty good. Maryland's pretty good. I would think so. Uh, But there's there's some good teams in there, but right now I'm telling Ohio State. Ohio State is very good. But at 9-3, and I was sitting in pretty good position. Here's the same thing. They're going to run into. They've had a couple games postponed and moved around. And like the men, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have some tightening of the schedule where you have to play. Suddenly you have to play five games games in eight days or something like that. Not the the, uh, tightening, but the tightening. Schedule tightening. Um. Anyway, a lot of fun to watch her the other night. Also, the wrestlers the other day. Did you did you catch that on Sunday? You don't watch enough uh, Big Ten. You watch golf, dude. I was. You have to understand that I have a life. Well, I was with you Saturday night for a while, and then I let you go, and I went home and went to bed. And I, I know you went that. out longer. I missed all that. I started off Sunday with a bang, and and had we had an issue. Not a big deal. It's just a little fender bender, not me. Oh, did you have one of those? No, somebody hit Kelsey anyway. Oh, all right. Uh, we're currently looking for a blue suburban <laughs> or something. <laughs> anyway, she got it. Uh, just happened, you know, one of those things, right? So what are you going to do? Um, so we we're trucking around and, yeah, whatever. So Saturday. I missed Saturday what, on the Big Ten I network. thought I was doing something Friday. What are you doing Friday? I don't know what you did Friday. Saturday in the Big Ten, and we didn't talk about this before we went out to dinner, was when uh, Iowa wrestled Wisconsin. Iowa wrestling to, was on set. Right. 26 yeah. to 9, right before you and I. I had a huge day. Yeah. Fleet Farm, TCBY, Bed Bath Beyond. I mean, I was all over the place. 26 to 9, and Wisconsin ranked number 9. Iowa pretty much had their way with them. The only uh, losses in there, I'm just a kid who's filling in for Iowa. Yep. Lost Guy early, at 125. Right. Lost early. And then they let Turk wrestle. Good uh, for him. Uh, you know, his senior day, they let him wrestle. 49. He lost three to two to a ranked guy. I mean, it was pretty close, right? Huh? Other than that, Iowa dominated. It, it, was, it was a complete domination and back to what you're expecting. Really fun to watch. Uh, not really a lot of close matches, but really a lot of points scored. Austin Estano was, was hysterical the way that he was just working his guy. Letting him up, tackling him, putting him down, getting him up, putting him down. Really fun to watch. Um, and, I'm glad they don't weigh 133 pounds. I, I know. I think that I didn't write RBY, down. RBY, it's the only guy I can beat. I didn't write down their next meet. Are they headed to Arlington now for Oklahoma State? Uh-huh. I think they are. 
So the battle at the ballpark or something like that. I considered going down because my buddy lives right. down there, but that might be this Saturday. It's, yeah, I think it is. I feel like I should yeah. know that. I know. Um, and, and I'm also considering, I am heavily considering going down Iowa Plays Baseball Tournament down there at Frisco. Texas A&M, Wichita State, and I think Washington State, uh, three consecutive days in Frisco, Texas, March 4th, 5th, and 6th, I think it is. That'll be pretty good, too. But the wrestlers um, have, uh, Oklahoma State's the name, right? Now, Oklahoma State got upset by uh, UNI last week, so clearly not where they've been. But I would could lose that that beat. It's still one of those that you want for Big Ten, Big Big Twelve superior. Dude, all I know is this: I was at the Iowa Iowa State game the day of the Iowa Minnesota game. Yeah, you mean yeah the, the one State at the one at Kinnick with forty thousand fans. And if this is half of that, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Right, and I, it and. It will be. It'll be a spectacle. They'll figure it out. They'll put the mat by home plate, right? Yeah, I think they're going side by side with the international thing. So you're going to have two things going on at once. So, so you got the junior inter U.S. national team. Do you have to wear the headphones if you're watching the international league? I don't know. We're like track, tracking cell phones either. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I will. Here's the only problem with doing something like that. It's an interesting place to do this, right? Because if you do that here. Let's say Iowa took over, uh, decided we're taking over Wells Fargo. Well, sure. You're doing 17,000 people easily, right? In a heartbeat. Right. There, you're in Texas. And, I, and I, I've got a lot of buddies. That's why I, I go down there all the time, right? Several buddies, um, three or four really good friends. Talk to them all the time. They're not going. They don't get wrestling, right? It just isn't a thing in Texas right now. They're going to the baseball games. Right, so I was like, "Oh man, if I had to choose now, the one thing that's killing them as well, of course, is not having uh, Spencer Lee." Right? I, I mean, it's it, not it, killing them. It's well, just, it's, it's, it's really, well, he's an attraction all in his in, in, all in his own. Right? Yes, so yes. There's no question about that. So, well, anyway, he's the most. He has been the most dominant collegiate wrestler for the last three years. Yeah, and he's not available. And, oh, by the way, next year, well, celebrating his 30th birthday, he'll be able to come back and wrestle for the University of Iowa one, one last time. It'll be fabulous. Uh, if we had Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com on. I see him. And he, I know he's actually, he's actually looking at us, waving at us. I just can't get him. We can hold a microphone up to the computer. It's just going to come out really weird. No. Um, but if we had him on, he would tell us that Hunter Nurazad, the uh, transfer from uh, whatever Ivy League school that is right now. Cornell. Uh, Cornell. Sounds like he's down to Penn State in Illinois of all places. Uh, not officially, not officially, but we'll see. So the transfer portal now looking like they're still working on this kid that's uh, a transfer out of the MAC for a defensive end. They're still working on uh, a tight end or something. The, the tight end from Lafayette. We'll see where they go. And Kirk even said this summer might be a time, you know, there are going to be a lot of kids that don't land anywhere. There are. And they're just going to have to, they may find a diet. Don't well, be surprised. Who was the receiver from Iowa who left, who actually tweeted, hey, I got four years of eligibility. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Uh, escaping me. You, yes. Because he can't, he can't find anywhere great to go. Right. Right. And Tom would be happy to was, tell us. I thought he was going to UNI. I thought he was going to UNI. But in any case. 
there are going to be players that are going to, to, to when the music stops that don't have a chair, and you never know when Iowa might just find a diamond in the rough there, right? It'll be really interesting to see. Um, and that's, that's where you want to see if they can, if they just, they peek at a kid and go, you know, I bet we can make him something that he isn't yet. Those are kids with maybe three or four years left. The kids are mostly looking at right now, and there's a nice article on The Athletic, you know, by Dockerman again, about how Iowa is doing this differently. Iowa is really looking for pieces, short-term fixes, right? Because they feel like the long-term kids they've got, the younger kids they've got, are going to be the longer-term fixes, right? So it's just uh, it, it's a different deal. They're recruiting kids that have one or two years left, grad students and such, and, uh, and we'll see how that turns out. Anyway, that's the football for right now. I, I don't think there was much else on the football front this last week. Other than uh, I did, uh, Shudak was kicking in the uh, in in the Shrine Bowl last week, right? Hit a fifty-yarder. Well, you, you, te- you were telling me about that that he was doing very well in the. Uh, I thought it, I didn't realize that was during the game. I thought it was actually. That is in the game. They brought him in. He just nailed it. You know, I mean, just, but he, Brock Purdy played in that game and got destroyed. I mean, every time he had the ball, he got smoked. If you were. Um, if you were looking at the most overlooked loss of the football program, Chuck Reed thinks uh, Caleb Shudak is going to have the best career of anyone who left this year. I said better than Tyler Linderbaum. He said he might have the most immediate impact. Well, let's let's think about what we've had the last few years in terms of field goal kicking. We've been spoiled, right? We had one year in there, I think, where we were we, we struggled a little bit, but we've had we've been spoiled, and that kid. He was nailed this year. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Nailed, right. And uh, hopefully the, the kids that are in the program and then, uh, you know, they brought in the new kid, I think, from North Carolina that's going to come in. They'll find their way. But, man, you know, having a guy like that, having a weapon like that is, well, it's a weapon. It, it's a weapon, right? And, and don't discount that as being one of those things well, that could hurt us look at, next fall. Look at the Bengals drafting that kid out of Florida, McPherson. If, if you want to talk right. about oh absolutely if you want to talk about a huge discrepancy in the Super Bowl, the big game on Sunday, oh, you're not allowed to say the word on the air. I'm going to tell you the biggest difference in in between those two football teams, other than the offensive line, is the kicker. The kicker for Cincinnati, McPherson, excellent. The guy for the Rams, less than excellent. My wife watched more pro football because she had the COVID two weeks ago than she's ever watched before because I was spending the afternoon with her. And um, she, she was fine with it. She's actually kind of a Chiefs fan, but she was fine with it. But I explained to her when he stepped on the field, uh, he's not missing. This, kid, this, is, this, this kid is maybe the best in the NFL. No. And, Robbie Gold. Now, this kid is really good. He, he is good. He ain't missing. But Robbie Gold's got... Distance uh, I, 58. Well, we haven't seen this guy kick from that that deep. Yeah. Getting older though. But anyway, I explained it to her, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, you're right." You know, as it as it was. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hey, Brett, you're right. Uh, Get me a sandwich. No, it's more like uh, we're past the Tylenol, right? <laughs> yeah. Way. All right. 27-21, West Virginia. Over Iowa State right now. The under seems to be in play, doesn't it? Uh, Curly. It's always under until it's over. 
still ticked off about the over. The Never over last under week until it's over. Game. It was going to be so easy, and then Iowa tied it up. All right, when Jacob gives us the high sign, we're going to head to commercial. We're going to come back, and we're going to get you set because uh, Iowa has a big week coming up, and this game against Maryland is a big one. We're going to do so. Uh-oh. Hold on. Uh, we're going to hold on. We're still holding. Remember, remember. We can see him. Um, but, uh, as we... All right, we're out. All right, we'll be back on 1700. The champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700. The champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. You know, you can say all the numbers you want to make, Brian. It's just not going to matter. What are you, what are you doing? Brian was counting the wrong direction. Oh. We, uh, he was going up. We were up, going we're down. down. We, uh, we have thanked uh, Key Mortgage and, and uh, Remax Concepts. We have not thanked AMPM Plumbing. We'll do that. They're friends of ours here from uh, Valley Junction. And, of course, we uh, would encourage you to uh, give them a shot. Look them up on the Google machine. Yeah. Same price, 24 hours a day. AMPM Plumbing. They are really good guys, really good people. That can't be overlooked. The the weekend call for the same price as noon on Thursday. I'm just saying right? it may not be in five seconds, but they'll get out. They'll they'll get to you. They'll get to you and take care of it. So we appreciate that. Um, so uh, back let's, to, go, quick, let's go back to your expectations question. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So your expectations of Iowa basketball. Um, I am I. And remembering Todd Lickbiter, who I appreciated every time you tell me that I correctly, after our first interview with Todd Lickbiter, said we were in real trouble. Yes. Um, but I look at what we had then, and I feel like Fran has built the program to a position where, uh, even though this year, this is a perfect example, we, we, should, have, we have, should have no expectations because we lost the whole team left, Right. But he, but Weezy, he's got some talent. Luca, Weezy, Luca, CJ, CJ, Nunji. Right, but he's identified talent. He's plugged in pieces. Somehow Austin Nash is still around. He's going to do this. I think next year could be could be tough. Um, there's some guys coming in. You're assuming Asante, you're assuming Keegan's gone. Yeah, Desante Bowen is going to be a good player for Iowa. You watch. He's going to be a really nice player, nice piece. That Josh kid Dick. from Indiana. Uh, I think it's from further out east than that. Um, no, didn't they get a guy from Indiana? No, uh, Illinois kid, big kid, twenty twenty three class, oh. four four star kid for twenty twenty three class. I think there's he's just consistently gets some pieces that keep him in this same spot. We have, I'm frankly, we have too many of the same. Frankly, dudes. I'm getting a little. I have to admit, Peyton Sanford is the same guy as Utah as CJ. As yes, whatever. I, I'm getting it's there's it's a, no differentiation it, it only between any of those so guys. Don't do better, and there has not been a flash of better. Last year, we're sitting at this point in time. Last year, we were watching Iowa play Indiana, and the pregame discussion is: Is Iowa number one seed? They ended up fading to a number three, and after they faded to the number three, they got absolutely destroyed in the second round in the NCAA tournament. I, I'm. I'm one that has expectations of flashing. I said it out the other night. I'm walking through. I'm walking through the bar. I look up, and Oregon State is playing. Oregon State is currently three and eight, three and eighteen. 
They were in the Elite Eight last year. I would rather be them. I would rather have been there because you had a chance to compete on the national stage. Well, and, that. and this is this was or would I rather be this was exactly know. where I was going with what is the expectation? It is to catch lightning in a bottle and go to the final four because you Once have in a while. because you have Kenny Arnold. It's to catch Johnny Lester. <clears throat> Kenny Arnold, also on the team, Ronnie Lester, but Ronnie Lester was the guy. You, I just had, I closed my eyes and all I saw was Kenny Arnold in my head. You, you know who I meant. We need, we need to have a team. You're never going to have BJ and Roy and Eddie and and as the Kevin Gamble. As it was. But there was only eight guys who played in the NBA on that yeah. team. I suppose we call George and see if he could recruit some guys. Um, but we haven't had dudes like that in a long time. If you think back and you continue to think back, um, you know, Brucey's a huge basketball aficionado. He believes that the next basketball coach at University of Iowa should be Dean Oliver. And frankly, I don't, I have no argument with that. Iowa kid, four year starter. I don't know. He's in the top three in assists, I think, in, in school history. Uh, been on the Wisconsin bench for five, six years easily doing some things. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. And I'm not trying to fire Fran here. I'm just asking, what do you think? Because if we continue down this path and all we see is every other year we get in the tournament and every other year we might win. Are we okay with it? Yeah. Are you all right with that? As as I've said, I enjoy watching. We can't at least get to a second Freaking I, I know. Every time my team plays is a bonus for me, and the fact that they can win is a bigger bonus for me. But if at the end of the year it doesn't, there's no way that it leads to anything else. It starts to become a little tiresome. And we okay. ran Dr. Tom Davis off because we were tired of only winning one game in the tournament. And, right. Let and let, last, let alone. And his last year. Of course, was the year they went up to just. Why is Gundelay not playing? Is a question. Well, we got a phone call today. With everything going on, we've not discussed uh, Mac McCall. I was about to say that the game we that should. Kent went off uh, at Kansas in, in Dr. Yes. Times last year, uh, when they upset Kansas, they stopped the 64 game home. At Allen Fieldhouse. An incredible thing. And then Dr. Tom went to the Sweet 16 in his, in his final season at Iowa. Without those a contract. Are our, but those are the expectations you should have. You should be in the Sweet 16 every once in a while. Catch lightning in a bottle. Have a team like that. Now, let's real quickly, before we get, run George, out of time. George Mason's been to more Final Fours in the last uh, 40 years than Iowa. In Iowa. Davidson. Butler. By one. Butler. Todd Licklider. Butler's been to two. Todd Licklider's been there. Wichita's been to two. So. Or one. Hey, one or two, Chuck. One got beat in the final eight, and then they got screwed in the in the uh, uh, bracket. It had to play Kentucky in the second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah Kentucky was an eight seed. At any rate, all right, let's so, go. Well, Mac 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 McCoslin, uh, yes. obviously, longtime uh, color commentator for the Iowa Hawkeye basketball team. He is former with, Hawkeye himself. He is with. What most of us grew up listening to, right, right, for University of Iowa basketball. 
Right, on television, right? It started off with Bob Hogan, Sharm Sherman, and then transitioned fairly quickly into Larry Morgan and Mac McCausland, who did it for 15 years? At least. Right? And Mac uh, continued to do basketball on the Missouri Valley Network and such, and was a frequent guest on this show until we got lazy and stopped doing the guests, really. I mean, he was on with us three or four times a year uh, each year. When he was in town, we'd, we'd uh, head out to lunch. Chips uh, and salsa. Chips and salsa. Usually a um, margarita. <laughs> and I don't want to make this sound bad about Eddie Podolak. The night you and Eddie, uh, you and I ended up hanging out with Eddie Podolak. Right. Out of nowhere. It wasn't as much fun. Or he let us buy, buy him dinner. Yeah, what is much fun as any, any day we ever right, had with It was super Mac. interesting, and it was fun. There was never one time when Mac McCausland made me feel like I owed him something, right? And I kind of felt like Eddie was going down that road that day. Mac McCausland had that about him. He was, he, he, he was, he, regardless of how, how your opinion of his broadcasting skill, he was a he fine broadcaster. He had incredible basketball knowledge. A fun guy. He coached those AAU kids yes. with Troy Skinner and Brian Pearson and all Friends those guys. and all those guys, right? Yes. And not no Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Yeah. Um, and. I, I, I think it's just, it's it's a big loss for uh, for many people in a lot of different ways, but it's important to mark the passing of somebody that had such a, an indelible mark on Iowa basketball in, in such a. a such well, a he was he was a, he was a good life. friend of ours. Yes, and so uh, here's the Mac. Cheers, 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 cheers to Mac. Mac. Here's the Mac, and uh, you know here's to uh, that last big year where uh, his kid. Really helped Dr. Tom get to the Sweet 16 with some fun stuff. By the way, if you look at his freshman basketball picture, I I saw it was posted out there. Mac looks just like Kent. I mean, I was like, oh, that's Kent. Oh no, it's 1967, something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, tough one on on that, and a lot of people have recognized that, but it's absolutely true. And there's tons of stories. Trent Condon, Tom Kager, and all those guys will tell you about hanging out with Mac right. and picking up stuff from that guy. It was really something. So I didn't want to get uh, get out of here without. I, no, I'm glad you said that. Thanks for thanks for remembering. <laughs> Are we? Uh, so we might get, we got to be within a couple of minutes of our last call. You know what we're going to do? We're trying to attract a new sponsor to this to this uh, segment. Okay. So I, I ran into a guy. Amazon delivery? Guy. No, no, no. Lake Time Brewery out of uh, Clear Lake. Okay. They have terrific beer. They, they actually Florida. have a break a lake as opposed to Lake City. Exactly. Their uh, peanut butter porter routinely wins the the uh, countdown for the best beer in Iowa. People who crafted in Iowa. They had a bunch of good stuff. I met this guy out at Hy-Vee the other day, and he's interested in the show. That, so let's give him a little because I drink their beer all the time. Let's give it to the, the, it's going to be the Lake Time Brewery last call tonight. Tonight, tonight, maybe tonight only. But that's what we're going to do for them. And on top of that, uh, so we're looking at there, there's a couple big games coming up here. Yeah, my last call is I I actually think we're going to lose at Maryland. I think we're going to struggle on the road again and, you know, have a kind of a late game meltdown and lose that game and then come back yep. on Super Bowl yep. Sunday. By the way, the Hawks are one of the greatest bets on in Super basketball Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Something like 12-1 bet your on house Super on Bowl. Bet your house. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think Iowa plays a very good basketball game at Maryland and loses it late. And, and, uh, and it, it'll be upsetting. And then they come back and, yeah, whatever this point spread is, grab it, grab it against Nebraska. Uh, throttle. Uh, big game. Almost said it, but big game. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati in the points. little sprinkle on the money What's line. The Four and a half. Taking them in the points? 
You can sprinkle the money line, too, huh? I agree. 23-21 in McPherson. Hit the gun. Are you doing... Are, are we... Uh, no. No? Nothing going on. Wife's got the COVID. She's fine. We've all had it. We can come over. Who hasn't had it? We'll be over. We'll be over. My wife's just getting over it. I had it two weeks ago. You're the only one that's not been infected. I had the chlamydia in college. I don't like to talk about it. You know, it's not a flower, right? That's why I understand. <laughs> now, the COVID, never te- I've never tested for it. Why would I test for it? I never leave my house. I come down here once a week, maybe twice. Maybe All I know twice. is that, that, I, that you were, this is the only place I was before I got it two weeks ago, and you were the only person I sat next to. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know that's the way it works. All right. I didn't hey, get uh, it from Jacob. I think no, help back at the studio. Uh, what do we got, Jacob? 30 seconds? 20 seconds. Uh, 20 seconds. Here's what I want to say. Thanks to Jacob Beals for helping us back in the studio because this, uh, this is a project. This is a now, cluster right? tonight. It is. Tom Gaker for HawkeyeReport.com for trying to get he, on. He showed up. I saw him. AMPM Plumbing. Angie Lafkins. Brian Howe. And G-Mix. And g for supporting the program. We're going to keep doing this for the next few weeks, and we'll see how we do. We're going to get better with this this equipment and this material. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, and we'll uh, talk to you next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Yay.